Welcome to the Spirit School Podcast. My name is Danielle Sarank, also known as the Squamish Medium. I created this space to inspire lightworkers to go from fear to clear and get connected to their sacred abilities and spiritual practices. I love supporting women through the creation of their heart-centered spiritual businesses in a way that lights them up and aligns them with their purpose. I am passionate to share all I know about the journey to becoming a professional psychic medium, mentor, and coach for the developing lightworker and spiritual entrepreneur. Through interviews, honest stories of my adventures, and lessons I learned, I hope to empower, inspire, and uplift you and get you excited about your life again. Welcome home. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Spirit School. I'm very excited to be here today on an episode that's deep to my heart right now on angels, ancestors, and spirit messages. So this is for the holiday season. I'm going to call it Christmas. I'm sure everyone out there celebrates something different. In my house, we celebrate Christmas, and so these are going to be your holiday um, episode. I'm really excited about it. I did record an episode last week on mediumship and mindset and I'm going to launch that one a little bit closer to January because uh, mindset and mediumship is actually the focus within the initiation circle in January. So I wanted to time it closer to when that um, 30 day challenge is going to be happening in the community. So very excited for that as well. And yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here with you guys. It's been very, very busy um, getting the initiation ready. Seats go on sale January or December 31st for the wait list so you can hop on the wait list below you'll get a day advanced notice to secure your seat last year or I think it was in July I ran it it sold out in four days so I'm very excited to relaunch it I have made so many incredible changes to it that are just going to elevate the experience uh, based off of everything that I got feedback from and yeah I'm just so excited to share it with you guys Um, so it starts January 22nd seat sale will go on January 1st for I'm going to just call it public Uh, but the people on the wait list will get first dibs on the 31st so I'm really excited about that it's been very busy recording 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 putting everything together of course I never leave an experience without some sort of workbook and hands out handouts and all that fun stuff so It's been fun putting that together and I don't talk about entrepreneurship enough on this podcast yet but I will be focusing on that um, late later in winter and early spring but I have to say when my one of my coaches Natalie Wallstein of Social Shine Astrology she posed the question to us I was in her mastermind this year what's one thing that you really learned about yourself this year and for me I said that I am creative I because I have no skills when it comes to art or drawing or painting or creating anything with my hand or cooking like I always figured that was creative also don't dance or sing I have no real (laughs) talents other than you know showing up for people mediumship coaching mentoring um, serving the world of spirit like these are kind of my abilities but I found that the the whole process of going full-time this year into entrepreneurship is my creative outlet I absolutely love it I love going into Canva creating things love creating these workbooks and the programs and that has been one of the most fulfilling creative outlets I've ever had and so that was my big surprise for this year was I am creative and I express my creativity through my business and so I'm super excited for that and yeah so I went a little bit next level (laughs) with the initiation when it runs again and uh, I'm really excited to share it with you guys so um, hit the link if you guys are interested and yeah I'm excited for that so 
The other thing I've been going through a lot lately, which is why I really want to really So another thing I don't talk enough about on the podcast, which is really deep to my soul, and I don't think people understand how big of an aspect this is in my life because I don't talk about it enough, um, but it's angels. And, you know, I am a medium first. I have always been interested in mediumship. I know that that's the main part of my path, but I did do four years of very intensive angel studies. I studied under Kyle Gray. I became one of his first five um, certified angel practitioners. So I was listed on his website. Um, I didn't end up doing the structure that he had when it came to angel work. It didn't call to me, but I was so excited to learn about it and I learned so much from him but the truth of the matter is I haven't found my path on serving the angels I do believe in my sessions when it comes to especially my mentorship sessions angels are definitely guiding a lot of it I can't say that there's been very many if any people who came into the mentorship journey with me who didn't at least have one of the um, you know we had three month journey together one of the uh, sessions that we did together focused on angel energy and it's interesting for me because people will sign up for me often with mediumship um, as the focus but we end up doing more on business and then I have had a handful of people lately who I attune and I say attune in a very different way than maybe other people use it but I will go through a session where I'll tune them with the different angels that come through and then their whole entire energy and intention shifts in their work and they are so overwhelmed by the essence that the angels bring through that they're like I want to learn more about angels I need to learn more about angels I'm like I know their energy is so prevalent and their energy is so palpable it's like nothing else I experience and so I love angel stuff and I don't talk about it enough but the truth of the matter is I dedicate almost an entire day every week to angel studies and I'm constantly studying angel miracles and anytime I do that I receive miracles it's just the most fascinating relationship that you can have with your angels I swear and so I do have a past episode on this I think I've only done one episode on angels out of 101 if you can believe it and it's the one where I interviewed my five-year-old daughter when she was five of course she's seven now and that has to be one of the most popular episodes I've ever done I get so many messages still about it and so go check that out if you want to know my origin story when it comes to angels but I just want to share some recent experiences. Then I want to talk about the angels that wanted to come through when it comes to um, the holiday season and the different things that we're typically focused on around this time of year. So in my day-to-day life, I think you guys kind of get the sense now. I have a very close relationship with my guide. I talk to my guide constantly. It's like having a best friend in my pocket, literally. And I talk to him about everything that's going on in my mind, everything that's going on in my life. It's not like any of this surprises him. It just feels good for me to kind of vocalize it and get it out. And it also shows the world of spirit where I'm at and where I feel like I'm going. And they'll knock me back on course if I veer too far off course, without a doubt. But I also talk as much to the angels as I do to Skylar. Now, angels, I, I don't want to get too much down philosophy because there's so much different philosophies out there. Um, that's not what this episode is about. But what I will say is I have been communicating a lot with angels in the past few weeks because there are some things that I have been trying to overcome in my life. And, you know, I'm not perfect. I think this whole podcast, <laughs> the premise of it is to tell you guys the things I struggle with. And I am going to continue to do that. It doesn't matter where my career goes. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. 
But whenever I'm really struggling with the humanness of my experience, I do go to angels over Skylar because I believe that angels have the ability to intervene on our path, whereas our guides don't typically have that role in our experiences. So I've been working really closely with angel energy in the past couple weeks and I just want to give you an example of things that happen after I set some intention and focus on angel energy. I start to see angel stuff everywhere (laughs) and this is the funniest thing like I was walking my dog two days ago and I saw a rock that looked like angel wings and I saw a plant and I do double take I was like that just looks like an angel right there and then I look at the ground and all I see is the color blue and blue and angels for me is very synonymous not just with Archangel Michael who usually appears to people as blue but my daughter when I first was uh you know brought angels were brought to my awareness she kept talking about a blue angel so the color blue and angels for me is completely synonymous as well Even yesterday, I was walking my dog up a path and there was like some sort of garbage on the ground. And again, I had to do a double take because it looked like angel wings in my peripheral. So we do, you know, if you guys know, the peripheral vision is our spirit sight. That's where we see lights and shadows and things passing by and we're turning our head because we're like, what is that? That's because that's our spirit sight. Those are our spirit eyes. And when you turn around, you don't see it because the front view is our human eyes and our human experience. And the side is our peripheral our spirit sight so I get a lot of these different experiences same with like the 444s whenever I'm setting some really strong intentions because angels speak to me through fours some people say angels speak to me through ones and 111s etc etc for me it's always been fours so like even today driving my kids up to Whistler to go see some snow because where I live even though it's in the mountains we still don't have any snow so I drove them up there to go see some snow I think about three times um, on the drive up there, 444 came up. Like there was 444 kilometers left in the tank. And then my ODO said, you know, 121444. And then uh, there was something else that came up, 444. It was a license plate just on the way up there. So there's a lot of signs that the angels give me continuously. Like, Danielle, we hear your prayers. We got this, okay? We got this together. Just hold the faith. Hold it. Hold it strong. Do not waver. We will get through this. And so that's why I love angel energy. It's just so incredibly healing. And I was very touched a few weeks ago after my cousin passed away. I had, I mean, it was just timely. I booked this reading well before, um, but I had this amazing reading with this um, man in Scotland. And I just found him through the podcast rabbit hole and I was like, oh, I really like his energy. So I ended up getting a reading with him. And the first thing he said to me is like, Danielle, I just can't help but feel angels all around you. And that for me, even though my cousin came through, both my grandmothers came through, there's a ton of stuff that came through. That for me was one of the most validating things I got in that entire reading. Because again, I'm not posting about angels very much at all. I don't talk about them very much. It's a very internal relationship for me. It's a very sacred one. And the fact that that was the first thing that he picked up for me was just like so emotional for me. I felt very seen and yeah, it was, it was amazing. And so you know, what's my future with angel work? I don't know. You know, spirit knows I'm interested in it without a doubt. The experiences I've had with angels when it came to sessions were just practice sessions that I was doing, trying to iron out how spirit uh, angels wanted me to work uh, on their behalf. And I don't think I ever landed on anything concrete. I remember every time I would rest my hands on the clients, I would be able to get insight into their past lives. I don't get it any other way. Um, I have never worked with Akashic Records myself, but I know that people can access past 
lives through the Akashic, but the only time I received insight on somebody's past life and different fears that they're carrying in this existence has been through laying my hands on people with the intention of having the angels work through me. I have also had a hands-on trans healing experience and I do feel angels were present for that as well. But again, I'm not in a rush either. This is the thing about my spiritual journey. Like I do get these little, uh, you know, signs from spirit and I have these like little experiences like in trance and stuff. And I know that that is going to be part of my path, but I'm never in a hurry to get there. I just literally let the path unfold in front of me. I'm like, okay, spirit clearly showed me I have trans healing abilities in a very powerful way. Um, but I, did I sign up for every trans healing? class after that no I just kind of let spirit really guide me towards how I am supposed to kind of get curious about it and take training on it or unfold about it or who knows right I just trust spirit that they'll bring me what I need to know about that when it's time and I relax around it and I'm only 38 so I still have a big life ahead of me so I don't have to figure everything I was out at once and I'm just kind of digressing on this point because I feel like somebody out there needs to hear that um okay so let's talk about the holiday season now when I was asking spirit I was like okay who needs to come through for the listeners today when it comes to angel energy and what they brought me was that there's a lot of people around this time you know you don't have to be psychic to pick this up but a lot of us are intending to make big changes in our life at the time of recording this it is winter solstice it is 1 o'clock p.m pacific time on december 21st so the grand conjunction the great conjunction with saturn and jupiter it's the first day of winter it is the you know shortest day dark, longest night this is uh you know our winter if you are following the natural rhythms of mama earth or into shamanic studies like this is the time of deep internal reflection and planting the seeds for the spring to come and so i know that this is a time of year where we're just like yearning for all the changes so I kind of wanted to bring through different angel energies that you can call in to help support you in some of these changes now how do you work with angel energy for me I just talk to them I just talk to them with a really open heart a really vulnerable lens you know if we talk about atonement what we're telling them is the things that we're struggling with I'm struggling with this I thank you in advance for supporting me in getting through this and getting through the other side of it and this is another way that I speak about angel energy is I speak from an affirmative lens so I'm speaking as if it's already happened and this is what I learned from Kyle Gray um, and I love that practice with him. I think I started studying with him in 2015. Um, and I highly recommend his book, Angel Prayers. There's a new version that's, um, you know, LGBTQ friendly because um, he is uh, a gay man himself in, in Glasgow. And it's a beautiful book full of angel wisdom, angel prayers. For me, it's a sacred text. It's, it's pretty much like a Bible to me. I read it once a year. There's a few books I read once a year. I read that one. I read The Afterlife of Billy Fingers and I read Dying to Be Me. Those are the kind of like the three books that I read every single year. And I highly recommend his book. I'll link it below too so that you can check it out. But if you read any of his work, I highly recommend that one if you're interested with the angels. So what angels came through for you guys today? So when we talk about big changes, I did an Instagram live on this the other day where I was talking about like addictions and manifesting. So you can go to my IGTV if you're interested in learning more about that. I've been doing this kind of series on manifesting because I seem to manifest a ton of stuff in my life. So I'm just kind of sharing what I do and what I know about it. Again, manifesting, never taken a course, never read a book on it. I saw The Secret, I think like 15 years ago and I kind of like, I didn't 
buy fully into it, to be honest with you. I was a bit skeptical of it um, just because I'm a woman of action and there just didn't seem to be a whole lot of action within the method. Um, but I was like, no, there's got, you got to be able to do something. You can't just like have a house appear to you, right? Um, but anyways, don't need to digress that far, but go check that out too. But what I was talking about was around addictions and how we are all addicted, right? You don't have to be somebody who identifies as like an alcoholic or a pothead or somebody who dabbles in drugs once in a while. Like that's not necessarily the only definition of somebody who's addicted. Sometimes we're addicted to drama. Sometimes we're addicted to people who are bad for us. Sometimes we're addicted to overspending and overeating and overconsuming social media and Netflix binging, right? Sugar, processed foods. I mean, you try to give up any of those things. Caffeine, you're going to see how addicted you are. So I talk about this from a little bit of that kind of addictions lens because I feel like when we're trying to release a way of being, it becomes a bit of an addict addiction, that way of being, right? So it's like this habit that's kind of on repeat and we're trying to just like break habits and bring new ones in. So I kind of wanted to talk about the angel energy from that lens. So the first angel I would introduce you to, if you haven't, I've heard about this one, is Archangel Jophiel. J-O-P-H-I-A-L. So she is known as the angel of beauty and mindset and the kind inner voice. So when it comes to making drastic changes or changes that you know will benefit you in your future, you would definitely want to call in Archangel Jophiel and ask her and say, thank you for helping me see myself in a different way or thank you for letting me see myself from the eyes of the angels because the angels always want to come through saying, you're perfect. You are absolutely perfect. You are beautiful inside and out and you are created of the same divine energy that I am. And so Jophiel is the one that you kind of want to bring in when it comes to mindset and when it comes to the internal voice, any lingering doubt that you're worthy of anything, you would want to definitely bring in Archangel Jophiel. You would definitely want to bring in Archangel Raphael, who's known as the divine physician. And so Raphael can help you with any discomfort that you experience letting something go. So say you want to give up your wine a day, right? You're like, I have, I can't cope without my wine a day. And I notice that when I don't have it, I feel uncomfortable. Um, That's kind of when you know it's a bit of a problem. (laughs) It's if you like are short of breath or you feel some like tension in your body because like, you know, you can't have it for whatever reason, but you're used to having it. So back in the day, I actually quit drinking um, the day I left corporate and I, that's what I found. I found like I needed that glass of wine. It was a big glass to transition from corporate to mommyhood. And then the days I didn't have it, I would find myself a little bit short of breath. And I was like, okay, like this is a bit of a problem. And I quit cold turkey that day and I quit for over nine months and the daily habit was then gone, right? So you might find whatever's in your life. It could be coffee. It could be, again, just like toxic people in your life. If you find that all of a sudden you can't have it or they're not around and you feel that discomfort, that's when you would want to use Archangel Raphael. And you would simply say a prayer around like, thank you, Raphael, for removing all this disease and this discomfort in letting go of something that does not serve me anymore. And you just take a few breaths and just let him do his work. And he comes through with beautiful green light. Um, That's how I see him. And that's how a lot of um, the main teachers who teach angelology um, see him as well. So that's another one that you would want. And same if you do have a heavier addiction and there is withdrawals, you would definitely want to call in Archangel Raphael as well. 
you would want to call in Archangel Michael, who's probably the most well-known Archangel. He cuts energetic cords. So whether you're ready to let go of something or not, but you know you need to because it's just not good for you, you would want to do a little prayer and a little bit of a ceremony with Archangel Michael to release any energetic cords that tie you to that person, substance, experience, or habit. So let's just say you're spending all your money all the time, right? You get some money, you keep spending it. It's like, what the heck is going on? Like, am I not worthy of keeping money? <laughs> you know, I'm just using this as an example. And you might want to just close your eyes and breathe in the color blue and say, thank you, Archangel Michael, for cutting all energetic cords that lead me to believe that I am not worthy of money. And I am not worthy of having my savings compile and compound to give me the safety and security that I know I deserve and I know I am worthy of. And so you you would imagine Archangel Michael with his mighty sword cutting all energetic cords to unworthiness when it comes to financial wellness. And so that's another way that you can use Archangel Michael in trying to cut cords with anybody or anything that does not serve you and who you want to be going into 2021 onwards. Next, you would definitely want to call in Archangel Haniel. And she might be a lesser known Archangel Haniel, H-A-N-I-E-L. Now anything that ends in L means of God. So she is actually known as the joy of God. She's the joy angel. She is also very connected to women because she is the angel of the moon and the cycles and the waters. And so she is also known as the Archangel of our emotions. So when it comes to, you know, wanting to replace what maybe gives us a little bit of anxiety or pain or suffering and we're wanting to let it go we want to replace that feeling with joy and so you would want to call in Archangel Haniel to remind you of your inner joy which is usually your inner child the innocence within you and so you would want to say a prayer to Archangel Haniel something like thank you Archangel Haniel for allowing me to feel and move through the emotions that I have been avoiding through coping with things that make me feel unhealthy so whether you're avoiding feelings or looking at your shit through alcohol overeating maybe cannabis overspending you know this discontentment that you feel within you would want to ask RJ Archangel Haniel to allow you to express those emotions so that they can leave you and replace any of those emotions with divine joy and that's because your core essence is joy. Your essence, your very being is joy. So you would want to call an Archangel Haniel with that. And if you are somebody who maybe finds that you may not be feeling all the emotions, I would have a bath because she is very connected to the water. And I would pick it during a moon cycle that you find very profound for yourself. I know a lot of people love full moon. I love new moon. Um, that's just been my jam for a very, very long time. So I would definitely look at you know going a bit deeper with that practice and allowing her to bring through the emotions that need to be cleared out from deep within in that very safe and supportive environment and then replacing that energy with that of joy so that's how I would work with Archangel Haniel I see her as this almost like lilac um, mauve kind of like soft purple color that's kind of how I visualize her and enjoy her energy and then finally one of my favorite angels in the entire world Archangel Gabriel I mean this this girl needs no introduction. She is all throughout all the Bibles, pretty much. I know she's in at least three of the major Bibles for three of the major religions in the world. She's obviously the one who appeared to Mother Mary and told her that she'd be bringing in um, Christ. And so she... Some see her as a male, some see her as a female. I feel female, uh, but again, that's all very arbitrary because in truth, we're just light on the other side. So... 
we're adding something kind of human to something spiritual. So you guys can just say whatever you want. They don't care, <laughs> to be honest with you. But I just feel such a feminine essence. Um, and Archangel Gabriel is the messenger of God, right? So, you know, if you have prayers to take to the highest creator, if you believe in that, um, whatever you believe in, you could use Archangel Gabriel to carry your messages there. So here's the thing. Some people love speaking directly to God or creator. For me personally it's hard to get there right I definitely believe in guys definitely believe in angels of course I believe in a creator but the concept of speaking directly to a creator is hard for me um, because it just seems so big it just seems so intangible to me though I know it exists and so I do love sending my prayers up through the ancestors through the angels through Archangel Gabriel so you maybe want her to you know, use her to carry your intentions, carry your deepest desires up the ranks of the vibrations of the other side so that they reach the highest elevation. And I also use Archangel Gabriel for communication. So getting real with myself, having an honest conversation with myself, you would want to use the support of Archangel Gabriel. Or if you need to say you need to stop spending so much and you have this I mean nobody has this really in COVID 2020 but just say you have this like standing like lunch date with your friend that costs you like $70 every week and you really have to kind of scale back on that even though it brings you joy and you need to have that conversation with them to tell them the reality of your current situation you could call an Archangel Gabriel to give you strength and help you find the words um, to express what you want to say and I bet you everything would turn out fine anyways I actually use Archangel Gabriel before I teach anything before I do podcasts before I hop on any videos because I ask her to bring me the words and bring me the communication style that will resonate with the people who will be drawn and aligned to listen to what I'm doing. So that's kind of a little bit about the angels in this time of year. Now here's the thing. I love this thought and this is Kyle's teaching, not mine. But I love it that whenever I'm trying to do something big in my life, like maybe these changes or bring something into my life that I'm really excited about, I kind of create a council. So you don't have to pick and choose these angels. You can use them all. You can have say, well, you're welcome to sit at my council table and I could use all of you for what I'm about to go through and what I'm about to transform in my life. So again, when I talk about using this angel energy and I gave you guys a few colors that you could use, Jophiel too, I see her as yellow and green. Um, Gabriel I see as kind of like this pink light um, just to give you a few more colors um, michael blue honeyell purple raphael green um, if you want to use those you can visualize the colors breathing them in and out i use prayer i think prayer is one of the most powerful tools we have spiritually it's our voice it's our essence it's our intention so you can kind of do whatever you want to connect with the angels um, to make it sacred for yourself um yeah, so that's kind of what I wanted to say about that when it comes to angel energy. And I'm really excited because anytime I spend some dedicated time getting to know the angels a little bit better, I have something miraculous happen, like literally miraculous. Uh, I don't know if I shared this on the podcast. Uh, I may have, but I'm going to share it again here. So I apologize if this is repeating. But um, a few, like a month ago, 
I started this really devotional practice every single morning. I don't need to go into details on it. It's just going to be too long. But I remember one morning I was like, oh, I wonder what new angel miracles are out there um, that I could read or, or listen to. And I'm always obsessed with people's angel experiences because I've had so many. And again, they come through with a feeling more than an action. And you can't help but be overwhelmed with the sense of love when they come near. And so I really love angel energy. And so I was, I found this recording that I'd never seen before. And it was somebody, it was a church choir and they were rehearsing one day. They're an acapella, seven person church choir, and they always record their rehearsals. Then they go straight into service and then they'll listen to their rehearsal tape a few days later to kind of like analyze where can we tighten up, all this fun stuff. So they did their rehearsal. They went to their service and then a few days later they met as a group and they listened back to their rehearsal tape and the rehearsal it was a, one of those reel-to-reel tapes and the rehearsal caught thousands of voices and the you can find the youtube video of it like they, they put it to video but thousands of voices and when they had the tape analyzed because they were like whoa they like you could hear instruments thousands of instruments harps I mean trumpets like everything like totally I know that sounds really corny but like you could hear instruments and thousands of voices and when they had it analyzed you actually a human being could not hold that pitch and hold that tone for that long it was like inhuman so it was definitely like angels coming in and you know singing with this choir I mean it was just so beautiful and it ignited something within me I was like wow I felt touched by listening to that story and that's why I love doing angel studies because I'm not trying to like retain information that's going to be valuable one day I'm looking for the experience of connecting with that angel energy because what I found too through angel studies and my first business card said I was an angel reader I was that into it but I discovered that you can't like call the angels in every time and have them work through you clearly angels show up when it's going to be most impactful and when it's going to make a big change and so that's why I love doing angel studies because I'm always looking for those experiences anyways I went upstairs after my husband woke up and I was like I'm just going to work out in my bedroom so I worked out in my bedroom and I got, was on the floor stretching and I look and there's something shiny on my floor and it was a little angel earring. Now here's the thing. My family, May 2019, I think it was Mother's Day, I think that's May, got me an angel earrings for Mother's Day. But I lost one of them. I lost one of them earlier this year, like six or seven months ago. And I kept one in my tarot box on my altar downstairs in the main hall, in the main area, main hall. I sound like I'm in Downton Abbey. My main area, right? And so I actually thought, because it was under my desk and I sit at my desk all the time I'm sitting here now recording this and I have a professional cleaner um, that comes once a week so my floors are always clean top to bottom in my house and I actually thought I said wow my son must have found my earring in my tarot box I wonder how he got in my tarot box and so I grabbed it and I went downstairs and my other earring was still there and so I was, it's just one of those moments you're kind of brought to your knees, just in awe of what spirit can manifest for you. And it was really beautiful. It was a beautiful validation for me. So not only did I feel the presence of spirit through reading and researching that story earlier that day, but I was like gifted this experience for my devotion. And I, I've never experienced anything that almost pays you back immediately than giving attention and devotion to the angel energies. Nothing. 
I swear, I'm just like, I could cry right now because I could feel them so close. And my crown is just like, it feels, my crown just feels completely open right now. I can't even describe it. So I know that sharing these stories and sharing these experiences is going to ignite some interest to you guys out there. And if nothing else, I'm so glad because if we look at this time of year, if we can give reverence to anything, if you're non-denominational, let it be the angels because all religions recognize them pretty much and they're here. And they will show you that they are here more than even a departed loved one. So also so you know when I connect with angel energy, the vibration that I get to is dizzying and it's very overwhelming sometimes for me. So I can't hold my energy in that space for too long. It's the most blissful thing I've experienced in this human experience. So connecting with a departed loved one is about 10 times more subtle than the energy of connecting with an angel. So it's funny, if you look at it in a layer, it's like angels really high up, way down the totem pole is um, departed loved one energy and ancestor energy. And then even below that is us, energetic, like vibrational wise. So that's why I love connecting with angel energy. So now I kind of wanted to move on to our ancestors, our departed loved ones. So we're looking at winter solstice. We're looking at Christmas time. We're looking at bringing in the new year, though I do believe with the new moon, we get a new year every month. So the new year, January 1st, doesn't hold all that much weight for me as it does um, maybe a new moon. But I did want to pass along some things that I have done in the past and I do do to kind of honor the ancestors and honor my lineage, especially when it comes to my matriarchal lineage, uh, not just my mom's side, but my dad's side as well, my grandmother's and beyond. And so I just want to share a couple little things that you can do to integrate. And, you know, what I say is like, not only are you giving them your energy and your thoughts, which are just, you know, they love. But it does add a bit of sacredness into our life. And when we add sacredness into our life, I find that we make more sacred decisions in our life. We don't get lost in that human experience. It kind of brings us down a little bit. It grounds us. It gives us something to... Um, that's bigger than ourselves to focus on. And so if you could replace a bad habit with a good habit, I would say a good habit would be creating altars, doing something that's sacred for you, salt baths with oils, um, prayer, like creating something that becomes sacred for you. So, you know, I have um, different crystals that I charge up for different intentions. Like that's very sacred for me and it helps keep me grounded and it helps keeps me focused on my goals and on things that I'm trying to change in my life. So here's just a couple quick things that you can do this holiday season to honor your ancestors and honor those who have gone home before you. And also keep in mind that when I look at this time of year, this is not when I'm asking them to prove me and show me signs. It's not. You'll get signs anyways if you ask for them or not. But this is the time where I show devotion right? So I call it like, I say this in my meditation practice, but like a no seek week. I'm not seeking anything back from them. I just want to tell you how much I'm thinking of you and how much I love you. And I leave it there. And if I get signs after that, awesome. But if not, that's not my only intention, right? So creating an altar. I have altars all over my house. Like my husband thinks I'm crazy, but he says, and this is why we don't have bookshelves in our house or any kind of shelving, because if there's a shelf or a surface, it becomes an altar. <laughs> Literally every space except for his nightstand table, which what do I have over there? I still have a rose quartz lamp on it. <laughs> Just looking back at it. Poor guy. But any flat space in my house becomes an altar. <laughs> and what's an altar? It's just 
it's an area that's devoted to something you're passionate about at the time, right? But I want to look at it from ancestor lens. So what's on my ancestral altar? I actually have two of them. So I actually have one downstairs that has my, both of my grandmothers have cups that are very important to them. So I have cups that they handmade. Well, one of my grandmothers handmade and my other one did not handmade, but she passed them down to me. So I have those cups on my altar. I also have some of their jewelry up on that altar. I have incense and crystals and but I really honor the ancestors, my grandmothers, through having their belongings on that charging station, on that entire focused, energetic place that I go to daily to draw my cards, to play with my eagle feathers, to shuffle around my, you know, I'm always tidying the altar. I'm always moving things around. If I'm bringing in abundance, I might put an orange on there. Orange is very much a sign of abundance. I might put different oils on there like bergamot if I'm working on abundance or, you know, self-love and self-acceptance. Um, I might put on a piece of pyrite on there. I'm always kind of mucking with it and moving it around. If you have any handwritten letters from them or a piece of jewelry, something that you have of theirs that you just kind of want to bring them in a bit closer add it to your altar so altars there's no rhyme or reason to it it's just a space that you have a couple little things there you you contemplate over it you think about them over it you add the energy for them to feel like we're still connected to them I still think of you Nana and Grandma I still think of you often and I think about you so much that I am creating this space so that if I'm ever standing here giving my energy to you and letting you know that I am here thinking of you, that I will open up my heart to be able to feel your presence here at this moment. And so that for me is kind of the intention of an altar. My desk altar, I have an altar um, on my desk where I'm sitting right now. So what do I have on it? A ton of crystals. <laughs> I only buy really big and unique crystal pieces now because I have so many. So I actually have a crystal for every single chakra or every single intention that I have in my work. Um, I got candles. I even have uh, some First Nations references here because I am, you know, partly First Nations. And so I want to honor that lineage as well. Um, I have all my Oracle decks that I use on the daily up here and yeah just little things I kind of like bring in I have this little find your magic wood box that um, holds cards so I can have a card of the day and I have Archangel Chamiel on there today who is the angel of opening your heart and if you've ever been hurt in the past and you have all these barriers around your heart he's the one who tears down those walls so that you can love again um, so I love Archangel Chamiel and I have a fur pelt from my grandmother's traditional lands um, in northern Manitoba. And I got my Palo Santo, got my lighter. Um, yeah, so in a plant, I like to have something alive on all my altars. Um, so it's not just honoring the dead, it's honoring life as well. And so that's just one way you can honor the ancestors. You can also serve them a plate at your meals, whether you want to set them a plate at the table or you just want to serve a plate and put in the corner. There are a lot of cultures that do this and I think it's so beautiful. And so I do create a little plate um, at Christmas time for all my ancestors who have gone home before me so that they know that I'm thinking of them while we're gathering as a family. Of course, this year looks very different, but I will definitely still make a plate for my ancestors just speaking to them literally speaking to them directly letting them know what's been going on in your life even though that they know um, already or letting them know how big of an impact they had on your life and any memories that have come up recently about them that you would want to share with them all that brings them closer to us right and because they can be closer to us it doesn't mean that pulls them away from their home on the other side we don't have time and space limitations on the other side so they can be both places at once very easily even if 10 relatives 
I had one of my good friends passed away and his mom asked me to not talk about him and not talk to him anymore because she felt if he was with me he couldn't be with her that was a really sad perspective for me but it was one of those moments where I just had to honor the request and I didn't try to educate her because what do I know right like I don't have all the answers either and so I just kind of respected that boundary myself and I did adhere to that I did adhere to that but they can be all places at once right um you can listen to near-death experiences to have that validated uh, anita margiano's book already recommended that dying to be me she talks about that exact concept um share stories around the table about them so talk about them i know it can be painful and we're constantly worried about triggering one another but you can be around a table and ask your parents or ask you know, tell your children a story about your grandparents or a time when you were a kid. That's a really good way to honor them and bring them in close at this new year. And then ask or pray, I should say, pray. Simply pray to them. Whatever prayer looks like for you. Prayer for me just looks like how I'm talking to you now is how I talk to the world of spirit. And so I simply just almost place my thought or place my intention upwards and over so that they know I'm talking to them. And these are different ways during this time of year that you can bring forward the angels and bring forward the ancestors. I hope you enjoy them. And the last thing I want to leave you with is some spirit messages. And I'm going to do it a little bit differently than I do my forecasts. I just got this deck called Messages from Heaven by Jackie Newcomb. I don't necessarily recommend it. Um, it's not beautiful <laughs> I would say I mean it's good I love them but uh it's not the most mind-blowing deck I've ever had in my life but what I was intending is because I'm a mentor obviously a mediumship mentor and I have my membership this month uh, our master class next week is focusing on meaningful messages right giving the sitter meaningful messages so I'm going to have one person come in and I'm going to tell the whole class who they want to connect with bring through a little couple pieces of evidence for them and then bring through a meaningful message and so I got this oracle deck because what I was hoping is that you know I, I say this all the time but our mediumship is only as good as our worldly references so that's a their prerequisite to mediumship as a life well lived and so I was getting this um, oracle deck to see if it could actually be helpful towards building a reference library of spirit messages um, so kind of does that but I'm still kind of on the hunt for something amazing so if you guys know a deck that would be a good reference builder when it comes to messages from the other side please let me know through Instagram at Squamish Medium and I will check it out and buy it it's all business expenses now in full time so I can keep buying them and uh expensing it so let me know about that so I am going to be using this deck and just pulling a few cards and just I've set the intention with the angels and spirit before that would be bringing through a few messages through this deck um and for you guys for Christmas so I hope you guys enjoy it and I hope it resonates so the first one that comes through is someone needs your support can you help them we will guide you so this is really important because there's a lot of people out there who know and feel that internal yearning to serve spirit, but you think that you need to take a class and you think that you need to get certified and you think you don't know enough and you haven't experienced enough and that's kind of BS and sometimes excuses is fear um, in a different form. And so spirit here is saying, just simply send the intention to be of service and trust that they will guide you through the process. You will surprise yourself completely when you do that. So look for that this holiday season. Maybe 
maybe there's an opportunity to give back in your community. Maybe there's a family in need or a single mama that could use a couple things. That's how you can serve as well, right? So look for any opportunity to help the angels. And sorry for the sound quality change. My mic just kaput on me. <laughs> so I'm just using my computer audio now. So the next message we have from spirit here is be creative. Look for ways to build, grow, and manifest. And what I love about this card is it's a hummingbird creating a little nest for her and her family. So for some of us, and this is what spirit's bringing me, especially for the women who are listening. I know I have a lot of male listeners here. So do accept this if it resonates with you as well. Now, sometimes we can see pursuing our creative endeavors as being selfish so spirit is here to say not only is it not selfish but it actually brings joy to your family and it will come through abundance and opportunities and so spirit is asking you to start getting creative start following some of those passions that you have and some of those nudgings that you have from inside of you that you want to start expressing so here's obviously one from Archangel Haniel because I was talking about her earlier, but have you laughed today? Find joy and lift your soul. So a lot of us are taking things really seriously. COVID has made us a serious bunch. Um, check out my Me Mondays if you need a little bit of a pick-me-up. I did two today. I, I gave a bonus one today, but here's the truth. Love joy, gratitude, all sit at the same vibration. And that's the vibration that the world of spirit sits at. So if we can dedicate, if we are interested in developing spiritually and mediumistically, then we also need to take the energy of joy very seriously. <laughs> Isn't that an oxymoron right there? But we need to incorporate more joy into our lives, whatever that looks like for you. I don't think I'm more joyful than when I'm playing with my new puppy. And when I'm serving spirit, when I'm in my mentorship sessions, it's actually when I am my absolute happiest. I could be having a really bummer day and a really stressful day. And by the end of a session, I am on cloud nine, literally cloud nine. So that's how I find my joy and I prioritize it. So at the beginning, my husband thought that was a little bit selfish because I'm just pursuing my dreams. Who pursues their dreams, right? But now I'm in a position where my dream is supporting my family completely and so you know I can move anywhere in the world now if I want I'm bringing my parents with me wherever I go but um, I'm not landlocked anymore except for COVID okay but the truth is joy is not selfish joy is your birthright and you are worthy of a life of joy so let this be a reminder from the world of spirit that you are worthy of incorporating a lot of joy into your life whether that's through creativity or helping others which also came up with these spirit messages and the final spirit message that i'm going to give you guys today is believe in yourself and your abilities we believe in you so that's the message from spirit believe in yourself and your abilities we believe in you. So maybe you want to say a little prayer out to the world of spirit. Please allow me and thank you for allowing me to believe in myself like you believe in me. And see what they bring you. Okay, guys. So this is your episode for this week. I will be back next week. I will be back twice next week. I will be back with the episode on mediumship and mindset. And I will also be back for the January 
energy forecast and spirit messages. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Leave me a little bit of a Christmas gift. If you could leave a review and a five-star rating, that would be a wonderful Christmas gift for me. I do read them. I do share them on Instagram. I will tag you if I know who you are. And I really, really do enjoy um, reading them. And if you share them, tag me on Instagram at Squamish Medium. And I look forward to connecting with you guys next week. I hope you have a wonderful solstice. I hope you have a wonderful conjunction. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas or however you like to celebrate Festivus for the rest of us. It's all good. It's all perfect. And so are you. Love you guys.